Living Local, telling the stories that connect us. A United Way of Greater Milwaukee and Waukesha County podcast. This episode is very bittersweet. On December 31st of this year, President and CEO of United Way of Greater Milwaukee and Waukesha County, Mary Lou Young, will retire. Mary Lou has accomplished so much in her eight years here at United Way, particularly in her leadership of United Way's groundbreaking work in teen pregnancy prevention and the 2015 merger of United Way of Greater Milwaukee and United Way in Waukesha County. In 2009, when she started with United Way, we raised about $45 million during our annual fundraising campaign. Last year, in 2016, we raised over $60 million that will go to directly impact the quality of life in our shared community. Join me and all of us at United Way in congratulating Mary Lou on her next chapter and thanking her for her peerless leadership. Listen on to hear Mary Lou reflect on her career, including her passion for lifting up other women in the workplace. So Mary Lou, why is now the right time for retirement? You know, I've had this retirement date in mind, frankly, since I started at the United Way. But I think it's important for everyone to end their career, um, not only on a high note, but giving it their all. And there comes a point in everyone's life, I'm 63 years old, when you know that you've done your best. And I would prefer to leave doing my best and leaving uh, my best on the table for someone else to take to the next level. And I have every confidence that that'll happen. So eight or so years ago, you retired from Rockwell, is that correct? Rockwell Automation and came here to United Way. What brought you here? What, what made you decide to take this position? Well, to be fair, United Way recruited me from Rockwell. So I had no intentions really of leaving, even though I had maximized my retirement. And when Tim Sullivan called me, I was very honored and thought, you know, for the first time in my life, I have some choices. So because I have such great respect for the leadership at Rockwell, I talked to the CEO day one and got his not only advice and counsel, but also support if I made the decision to move to the United Way that he would run the campaign with me, which is, you know, not only a testament to how Uh, well-respected, I guess I was at Rockwell, but also how well-respected the United Way is in this community. So looking back at the last eight years um, in your career here at United Way, what's one moment that really sticks out? I think going to the White House. I mean, not once, but twice. I never dreamed I would be in any career that would be so notable and do something so extraordinary like what we did in reducing teen pregnancy that I would be have the privilege of being the spokesperson for the entire community um, at the, the White House. That was pretty extraordinary. What are some of the strong relationships that you developed during your time here at United Way? I think your career is a series of developing strong relationships. When I look back on my 40-plus years of working, the the long-term benefit is that I still have those extraordinary relationships that just uh, became embellished by working at the United Way because I'm, I now have a broader network um, 
working not only just in the four county footprint that we serve, but across the country and across the world with United Way Worldwide. So, you know, life is about a journey of meeting people that make a difference, um, not just in your life, but in, in the communities where they live. And United Way has allowed me to actually do that on steroids. It's been pretty terrific. Throughout your career, you've you've been a champion for particularly for women in the workplace. Um, besides the obvious, yourself being a woman in the workplace, why is that so important to you? Because it's the obvious. I am a woman in the workplace, <laughs> and because women helped me. Um, my mother was a stay-at-home mom, but she was very independent, and she really believed that her daughters could do anything we set our our minds and our hearts to. So I learned from a very young age that strong women help strong women. And throughout my career, there has always been someone that counseled, mentored, and role modeled for me. And I think it's incumbent upon all women to make sure that when you reach a pinnacle of success that you continue to provide pathways and door openers for those that are coming behind you. I also think it's important um, as we reach the end of our career that we're not afraid of whatever is next. Because without, um, frankly, the boomers retiring and moving on, we won't be able to open those doors and provide pathways, not just for younger women, but for younger people. Throughout your career, how has the workplace changed for women? Oh, tremendously. It, it, always, it actually surprises and baffles me when some of my young talent here at the United Way are um, unaware of how dramatically it changes. And I, I can attest right now I have uh, four beautiful young women that are expecting babies, and it's a celebration here at the United Way. And yet I remember early in my career, prior to 1978, an employer had the right to make sure that, decide whether or not you could even work as a pregnant woman. So when I say dramatically, I mean dramatically. My first mortgage, I remember I had to write a letter that would say um, I was going to postpone my child-bearing years for five years so that my income was considered as part of a mortgage. That was legal. I remember an <laughs> HR person having every uh, legal right to ask me about my, my family planning as part of a job interview. So, you know, I think too often we look and think things haven't changed quickly enough, and they haven't, but they have changed dramatically. One of the things I got to do this year was see Gloria Steinem um, here in Milwaukee, and I tell you, um, as a woman, and remembering her leadership and cutting-edge thought process at a time that was when I was very... Um, when she influenced so many young people of my generation, it was really kind of a bucket list thing to hear. What did she talk about? Well, it was it was actually pre-election, so obviously she talked an awful lot about a woman running for president of the United States. And she talked about how, you know, how much work we still have to do. But she did remember and acknowledge even some of the things that over the decades you forget on how far we have come, how many doors are now open, how it's not unique for a woman to run the United Way. You know, if you think back, I mean, even 20 years ago, United Way didn't look any different than most of uh, corporate America. 
it was run by predominantly white men. And I would say in major markets today, that's not the case. You were born here in the Midwest, but then you lived in California for a long time before moving back here to Milwaukee. So when was that, that you moved here to Milwaukee? I moved to Milwaukee in 1999. I, was, I started at Rockwell International in California, and when they divested of their aerospace businesses, they brought their corporate headquarters back here to Milwaukee. So that's how I call Milwaukee home. How has your view of this city changed? Well, I came reluctantly. It, was, it wasn't really something that I dreamed of doing, which was coming back to the Midwest, particularly to a city where I, I had no friends or family. I was surprised at how small it was, and of course I'm comparing it to Los Angeles. I was surprised at how uncongested and clean it was. I was really surprised at how segregated the community is and was. But I have learned over the 20 years that I've lived here to appreciate the quality of life and the people that live here. Um, particularly in greater Milwaukee, people that have the ability to make positive change are not fleeing the city. They're fleeing to it. No one wants Milwaukee to fail. It is a big differentiator between um, Detroit and Chicago. I, I would say I have never lived anywhere where people are more invested in making sure that the changes are positive and that they are embedded for the long term. What are some of the big issues that we still need to work on? Segregation is the biggest issue. I mean, we cannot continue to be a viable player in the country or on a global scale with um, such disparity in not only income disparity, but racial disparity. And, you know, we, we still refer to the north side, the south side, the Hispanic community, the African-American community, the Hmong community. It is provincial. It is um, obsolete. It's wrong. And I think there's a lot of work to be done in that area. And what's United Way's role? Well, United Way is um, a neutral convener. I mean, we don't have any um, ulterior motives. We, we're kind of a, a, a player that should be able to bring multitude of people around the table to try to figure out real solutions to make a difference and make our community better. Because it, you know, it's, it's not only in our mission and it's part of what we do, it also um, helps our business model because the stronger the community is, the more that we can put funding into helping someone have a better quality of life versus just sustaining it. I mean, my dream is that the United Way at some point is doing more programmatic offerings in uh, improving an individual's life than just maintaining it or sustaining it. What advice do you have for a, a young woman in the workplace today? or any woman really in the workplace. You know, a few years ago, GE sent me to a conference where I had the opportunity to listen to Sheryl Sandberg um, and lean in. And her book is excellent, but it's also just a reiteration of Gloria Steinem. It, it is, it's a, just for a different generation. So I would say um, you continually have to push. 
you have to lean in. You cannot be um, a wallflower. You can't sit in your cubicle and roll your eyes and wish things were different. You have to come up with solutions. You have to be able to accept criticism. You have to be able to accept rejection. But you can't stop trying. You, you can't be complacent. It, it still is harder for women to have a voice at the table. There aren't enough of us in true leadership positions. And I encourage young people to find their voice, do their homework, don't ever use your voice without having the research behind it. Um, you don't have to be a zealot and overtly scream your opinion, but you do have to walk quietly and carry a big stick. <laughs> I'm sure this has been part of the discussion you know, for a while, but now the search really begins for your successor as president and CEO of United Way. What advice do you have for that person, for whoever comes next? You know, I'll, I'll backtrack a little bit. I think um, running the United Way is, is um, I'm a steward. It's a privilege. The United Way belongs to the community. It doesn't belong to me or my staff. We just have the, the privilege of coming in every day and executing against a community agenda. So I would say that philosophy is important. I also think it's very important to realize we're not the only solution. Everything doesn't have to come through or be part of the United Way, but we do need to be part of making sure community change happens regardless of who the leaders are. I would encourage a new person to take all of the wonderful initiatives that we have in place and make them their own, add their own vision and footprint, and scale things um, thoughtfully with lots of different uh, input from community leaders. You know, I, I'm a firm believer that legacy isn't about what you did. It's about how well you position the person that takes your place to be successful. And I have every intention of making sure that I do that. What is your motto or your mantra or kind of the, the words that keep you going? You know, this is going to sound old-fashioned, and I know that people talk a great deal about the platinum rule, but to be honest with you, I've lived my life by the golden rule. You treat people the way you want to be treated. And it's worked very well for me. I, when I feel myself becoming too passionate or too excited or too angry about something, I step back just for a minute and try to remember that most people come from a good place and their intentions are good. And how would I want to be treated in, in their shoes. So I work really hard at doing that. I try very hard to, to make sure that I really listen well and that I treat people the way I, I would want to be treated. Well, Mary Lou Young, thank you for your years of leadership, um, your eight years here at United Way and, and your 20 years here in the Milwaukee community, and, and congratulations well, thank on your you. next step. I have loved the United Way for over 40 years, so I don't see that changing as I go forward. Well, I hope you come back and visit and stay involved. And I will. Once you're in the family, you're always in the family, so I'm, I'm sure that I will be. That was Mary Lou Young.
president and CEO of United Way of Greater Milwaukee and Waukesha County, who will retire from her position on December 31st of this year. For more information on Mary Lou's retirement, including information about the selection process for a successor, take a look at the blog accompanying this episode. Living Local is produced by myself, Katie Kuhn, Melissa Hannon, John Waldbauer, and Brian McCaig. A special thank you to Ethan and Maeve McCaig for providing the music and voice talent for our introduction.